0: Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm.
1: I I hear something very quiet on the other end.
2: <laughs> Nai, is that you? <laughs>
1: What's up?
0: Yo, um, you know the ceiling and my spirit, because my energy is. My
1: I thought I was gonna hop on here and you were gonna sound like an old lady, because you're 22.
0: Oh yeah, um, I'm sorry. That was my younger self. She's uh, a. <laughs> She's she's still with me a little bit. <laughs>
1: Don't worry. It'll be gone after today. <laughs> it's the end of your childhood. 21 still sounds young, but 22, now it's like, What are you doing with your life?
0: It's like, shoot, you're on your way to fifty now.
1: When you're 21, it's like, oh, like you're just learning. You know, you're just able to go to bars and all this good stuff. If you're a square and haven't already been (laughs) doing it with a fake.
0: My philosophy is that as long as there's a song that corresponds with my age, like there's 22 this year. As long as we still got numbers going, my age is fine. But if there's like a 31, no one's got a (laughs) song about 31, so that's when it all goes downhill.
1: What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Nod.
0: And it's your girl, Merck. And you're listening to the one, the only, adult-ish from YR Media that's hosted by your favorite 22-year-olds.
1: Uh, humble brag much?
0: Hashtag not sorry. <laughs>
1: oh, my gosh. Well, Merck's just excited because today, we're talking about life-ish, mm. like everyday life sh-
0: Right. We'll break down some of the things that make life life.
1: Right, and me and Mark have mentioned a billion times that we're in our early 20s, and there's one thing that older folks love to tell us all the time.
0: Oh, you haven't experienced much life yet because you're still so young. Young, young, young. And you know what we say to that? Boo! Boo. But we do want to say that First of all, as millennials, we didn't kill mayonnaise, okay? We revived it with aioli.
1: Garlic aioli.
0: But also, we want to acknowledge that we don't know everything and still have a lot to learn. That's what the show is all about, right, Nige?
1: Right. In this episode, we're going to be talking to the doctor of love himself, Will Catlett from Love Is. He's going to tell us the difference between dating in the 90s and now. Short answer, butt shots and memorizing phone numbers.
0: <laughs> Oh, shoot! I'm not even sure if I remember my boyfriend's number now that we're doing long distance. Sorry, Samuel.
1: Uh, I'm gonna stay out of that drama. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Later, we're gonna take a social media detox with author-slash-dancer Marley Grace and her imaginary friends, Roger and Gloria. And what kind of episode would we be having if Nige and I didn't come back with our Agree to Disagree segment?
1: Yup. And we're going to get into the topic of should you watch your favorite shows with subtitles or no?
0: Spoiler alert, subtitles win. Uh, get out. Uh, get in. To the top of our (laughs) show with our segment, Mama, I've Made It.
1: Yee. All right, so I'm just excited about today's guest because I've been following his work ever since he played the immortal villain Lala from Black Lightning. So here with us today on our Mama, I Made It segment, a part of the show where we talk to a guest who has, you know, made made it. it. We have a man who knows all about love and life on a deep level. It's Will Catlin.
3: Hey, hey, how y'all doing? I don't know if I know all about love. I don't know if I've made it, (laughs) but I'm here to hang out.
0: Mama, I, I, I I it.
1: So, you might know Will as Charles from the star of Issa Rae's web series first.
0: And today we're here to talk about his most recent character, Yasir from Love Is, a show on the Oprah Winfrey Network. So, for those who haven't seen the show yet,
1: mm-hmm.
3: can
0: you tell us about your character?
3: Yasir is just, I mean, he's an everyday man that's looking for an opportunity, you know, um... He has a lot of talent, a lot of gifts, you know, knows what he wants. He's not a man that's not aware of himself, but sometimes life gets in the way. Sometimes you have different circumstances and you make different choices that shape your future. But for him is I need this opportunity. Like when one of the episodes he says right. to his best friend, Sean, I don't need another woman, man. I need an I need a win. I need <laughs> an opportunity. Definitely. Definitely.
1: So when I first watched the show, I was watching it by myself. And Mm -hmm. as soon as it was over, I was like, yo, like it left me at a loss for words. And so I invited like all the homies over the house. Like we all piled up in my living room (laughs) to watch the first episode for the second time. And Mm -hmm. everybody was tripping, you know, like that long scene, you know, when you guys are in the coffee shop until like early in the morning and everyone was like, she wouldn't fall for him. She wouldn't She wouldn't go for him and stuff like that. Cause like Nuri's got a successful job. She's got a new house. And I mean, Yasir is basically homeless at one point. So I mean, well actually let's just hear from Yasir himself.
3: Nuri, I'll be the first to admit that I'm not perfect. I probably got Ramadan 85% right this time. I smoke way too much and I'm a little bit behind on my child support. The other night, you asked me, was I using you? Yes. I am. I'm using you to make me a better person. Nuri, you're my fresh start.
1: So literally after that scene, we pause the episode and have a whole long discussion and we're all just tripping like how realistic is that, that she would, that they would fall in love in one night?
3: I mean, I think it is. It happens. I mean, you know, it happened to me, you know, with my wife, you know, we, you know, we was in the car talking for four hours and I looked at her and was like, you know, I always told myself when I find my wife, I was going to ask her, what took you so long? So I said, what took you so long? She said, I don't know, but I'm here now. <laughs> you know, so, it, it, you Aww. know, and I, I know, yeah, that was a bar. She didn't even to <laughs> a bar with that one. You know, but I've been asking this question since I was 15 years old, you know, and everybody has their different, you know, story or their different experience. But it the common denominator is... There's something that goes beyond your logic in that moment. Right. I might not have all the answers, but this moment is really then right. having a person that has a job and has it together because two people can live in the bed but be years apart. Right. You know, and they got the, got with each other because this person had a good job, you know, or, uh, you know, they had a career, but that's not going to keep you. Mm.
1: So back to you and your wife, just a, just a little more context on the story. You guys were just kicking uh-huh. it in the car and you guys were friends at first or what, Like, what happened with that situation?
3: I saw her and I looked at her and I was like, that's my wife. And then I walked away (laughs) for a whole year because I thought the last girl that I looked at was like, yeah, that's my wife. I said, nah, brother, (laughs) you might be tripping, brother. You need to go ahead and go ahead and have a little time out. Get your thoughts together and see if this is really what you you are seeing. And then I remember we was at this place called the Artist Resource Center and she gave me a hug. And I'm like, why is this woman hugging me like I'm her husband? (laughs) And that led to, hey, you know... Let's go to dinner. And at the time, I was seeing a young lady for four months. And at that night, that same young lady was going to meet me at my house at like nine thirty.
2: So I, I was <laughs> so
3: I was just like, okay, listen, let me follow this feeling. If it's nothing after dinner, then I'll just leave it alone, and I'll go ahead and make this other young lady my girlfriend because she was cool, she was funny, and beautiful, and we was having a good time. <laughs> but after that conversation from, at dinner led to us in the car for four hours. And it was just like, no, this is this is this is real. This is something on a whole nother level. You know? Sure. So I mean basically. In the conversation the... with the other young lady when I got home, yeah. I am Yeser, I guess. Yeah, so I was like, You are the real life <laughs> Yesir. <you're here." laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
1: Expert casting. So for me, mm-hmm. love is definitely for any and everyone, but I mean you can't ignore the beautiful display of black love on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, the right. 90s, all the 90s jams coming on. They come on with Lauryn Hill. They come on mm-hmm. with uh, all the wardrobes. You got people rocking guests. You got you walking around in your Calvin Klein underwear <laughs> all down.
3: <laughs> right, right. All the way down right. the
1: street. Um, besides blackish, for me, I feel like there's not a lot of positive black love in mainstream media. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you think that is?
3: I don't think, man, Is you know, I don't really get into the narrative of whether there's black love or whether it's this color love. Right. What I do admire what Mara and Salim has done and what we all done collectively with love is, you know, is simply just seeing black folks on TV regular. Yeah, having regular conversations, have regular situations like everybody else. Right, you know what I mean? Because a lot of times we're characterized as over dramatic or over funny, history or doing the step and fetch it and all this. It's just it's just a story, a story about two people falling in love. If this thing is not touching people and making them believe in love again, or a person that is together with somebody for seven years and it's not working, this show should make them break up. They should see Yaseer but like love is achievable it's right there in front of me i can i can have it it's my right you know and if we do that then we're creating art
0: so in this show it's it's very artful in a lot of different ways and it's like you and yasir actually have a lot of commonalities in your real life Mm -hmm. you know i've read Mm -hmm. that you're both spiritual you're confident and comfortable in your own skin um i'm curious were you always like that or was there an event or journey for you to learn to love yourself
3: no. um, I think we are who we are before we, we get here. Jay-Z said you can try to change, but it's just the top layer, you know, but I think along the way for me, you get kind of lost with people pleasing, you know, and I had that epiphany at that crossroad around like 22 years old. Where um, I was playing ball in college and I was like, man, I got cut three times in high school. I'm going to show everybody that I can make it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to prove them wrong. And then it got to a deeper question. Well, who are they? No one cares. What do you want to do? You know,
0: hmm. man. I think that's so relatable. It's something mm-hmm. really hard for a lot of people to break out of that.
3: Yeah. I have a great, you know, acting coach, Gary Emhoff. He says, Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares, Will. You know, and it brings it back to the reality of what do you care about? Do you want to do what you're doing right now? Or is there something else vibrating?
1: Right. Well, I'm, we just have two more questions, Will. Mm-hmm. This next one, one of my coworkers is in the studio right now listening. She had a question that she wanted me to ask you. She's a huge fan of the show. Uh-huh. Nancy, can you say can you say what's up, Nancy? Just <laughs> just because she's in the studio. Nancy,
3: how are you,
1: my love? <laughs> She's freaking out in the other room. She just,
0: oh, my God. Nancy, <laughs> we see you.
1: She wa- She waved. All right. Here's the question right here. She wanted to ask, in your opinion, how different is dating in the 90s versus dating in 2018?
3: The only difference is authenticity. You know, you didn't have to have a six-pack ab- abs in the 90s. <laughs> you know you was just you it was real this is before most of the implants and you know uh the butt shots you know people were and then you <laughs> didn't have uh ways to cheat to say you like somebody and what i mean by that now we can text now we can dm back then you didn't have it like that you had to know a, number, a phone number by heart <laughs> you know all you had to communicate through other people yo i'm trying to get at i'm trying to get at nancy man <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you <laughs> know she that? at Yeah, where she she, she at? Oh, you know, oh, oh, Nancy gonna be at (laughs) Krispy Kreams around eleven o'clock because that's where everybody. Oh, okay, cool, bet I'm gonna walk through, man. You know, so that's how you would have to really show that you were really interested in somebody. Yeah, you know, and I think that's the difference. I think you know, social media is not bad, but you know, we're living through images of people putting up their best images on Instagram every day, and we think that's reality when it's not. Right.
0: It's all about that filter life. Now we're going to ask a question. Instead of Mm -hmm. focusing on the present, we're going to take a look at our past selves. So this is a question we like to ask. um, If you could go back in time and speak your mind to your less adult-ish self in a sentence or two, Mm -hmm. what would it be?
3: Hmm. I would tell my younger self that everything changes. Life is in cycles. Be patient. And all things will happen in its time. That's probably what I would say to my younger self, because nobody really told me that. You know, a lot of things you just, you know, you're just moving through life with no guidance. And I and I, I think I would add to that, you know, is tell my younger self to work your gift, not your knowledge, not your wisdom, but your gift. You know, and that's unique to you. And I think everything else would be all right.
1: That's that's real. Well, will. Way to keep it real.
3: Uh, I mean, you know me, man. I had no choice but to, and I'm, <laughs> I'm with I'm with two real people, you know. So hey, I gotta yo, be real, you. right? Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. And Nancy, go do something great. Woo, Nancy,
1: <laughs> she put her hands up. <laughs> If you want to follow Will on social media, check him out on Insta, at Catlet and on Twitter at Chill Will Bay. And for real, go watch Love Is if you haven't seen it already.
0: And now, for a question that's a matter of life and death.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: To subtitle or not to subtitle, that is the question for our next segment, Agree to Disagree.
1: This is where Americanized friendship almost ended before it even got started.
0: Uh-huh. Fun fact, Nigel and I have only met twice in real life, and this argument was recorded on our first day of knowing each other. Anyway, I say, subtitles all the way.
1: Mm, totally disagree. She's for Shelley tripping. we
0: mm, we'll see about that.
1: Murk, I feel like you can see that I'm a little upset.
0: I can. And I'm I'm getting I'm kind of upset. Why are you upset?
1: <sighs> so, last week, I'm over at my friend Tati's house. Tati, okay. And we are watching Kevin Hart's What Now. Ooh, okay. And good. we're watching it. Boom, it comes on. I'm like, oh, it's about to be a great night. She cooked up a little pasta. I'm like, okay, she made a little shrimp scampi. I'm feeling good. <gasps> boom. Subtitles. The whole time. And I am like, what? what are the point of subtitles? I honestly feel like if you watch TV with subtitles, you're less of a human being.
0: Okay. Well, first of all,
1: don't tell me you're one of
0: those. Nige, do you do you see me that. as a human being?
1: I I see you as a human being. That's
0: great. Well, you know, I'm one of those human beings who watches Netflix with subtitles. And here's why. Here's why. Because in television, there are so many components to it from, you know, the cameras to the costumes to the actors and their dialogue, the script. So when I'm watching Netflix, I'm appreciating the show, but I'm also appreciating the show as a whole. Why are you? Mm. You're yawning.
1: I just just don't. Like, what what are you saying? Like, I really don't get it. I don't get it at all. You're watching a show. You have ears that work. Boom. Yeah. You don't have a medical condition. You have a medical condition? Boom, I understand. Perfect. That's what subtitles were created for, right?
0: For yeah, for the yeah, for the most part.
1: Thank you. So, check it out. Boom, you got a piece of art right there in front of your face. You go into an art gallery, you don't need the artist to explain it to you. The art the mm. artist did the painting, they said it there, boom, it's there. You observe it, you interpret it for yourself. I feel like TV, movies, all that is art. And I feel like Having subtitles is just ruining the art.
0: Well, I don't disagree with you that it's art because it it is. But the thing is, subtitles are like okay. Using your same metaphor, Mm -hmm. I'm going to the gallery. If I'm looking at it for a long time, like I'm appreciating every single little brushstroke, every you know little corner of the of of the art piece, right? Well, yeah, I like to appreciate all that. I like to take it I like to take it all in. You know, I paid money to get into that gallery just like right. I paid money for that Netflix subscription service. I'm going to get as much as I can out of it.
1: I feel like you're getting what you need to get out of it by watching the TV show. And I feel like it's even better when you rewatch it. So take that improves rewatch value of Every movie, every TV show, everything.
0: Okay, if you're watching a show <clears throat> without subtitles, have you ever had that moment where someone's talking to you, like your mom's like, hey, hey, yo, nudge like, hey, I brought home the groceries, help me out with these. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you didn't hear what was just said, and because you didn't have the subtitles, you missed it. So if you go back, you have to, like, really listen to it again.
1: So Netflix has this really cool thing. It's like this little, like, 10-second rewind button and you just hit it boom just back like 10 seconds I'm good. I'd never heard anything from my mom. We're right back before she had me go pick up the groceries or I'll just pause the show or whatever. Like you can go back, you can watch it again.
0: Okay, Nigel, I have another question for you. Mm. Do you like do you like memes?
1: I do like memes.
0: Why do you like memes? Uh, they're funny. Okay, they're funny. Okay. Yes. Nigel likes memes because they're funny. Big facts. So sometimes on Netflix, the subtitles do have errors. <clears throat> Those errors, in turn, turn to screenshots, which are turned into memes. Mm. They become sensational things that make people what? Laugh. Because why? They're funny.
1: You might have a point. You might have a point. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But then check this out. I'll take it. You know what an Easter egg is.
0: I do know what an Easter egg is. You know what an Easter
1: egg is. So what's the point of having Easter eggs in your work... When you're just going to get subtitles because, and get it all the first because time. Because, hear me out.
0: Because you were saying, like, you know, there's the rewatch value. Okay, yeah, if I'm rewatching it, one time... Is that what I, I sound like? Yeah, you sound like this. There's the rewatch there's,
1: value. Okay,
0: but with the rewatch... I have a
1: dope, deep voice. I like
0: it. You are distracting me, dude. You're so <laughs> trying to get get away from this. Because I'm trying to make some good I don't po-
1: even know. Like, you have, like, it's all called, these... You have all these...
0: How many fingers obstacles am I holding up? Oh my God. I'm holding up three. It's three. Read but I can't see what's behind you. You gotta read in between the lines, and man. If you're trying
1: to ask me how many paintings are on the wall behind you, I don't know because your three fingers are in the way. So, okay, so I get it. I get the DVD, right? I pop it in. Boom. DVD, I'm watching
0: it. Dated, but okay.
1: I got a Blu ray. It's the same thing, right? Mm. It's DVD, Blu ray. It's a Blu ray DVD, it's a Blu-ray no, DVD it's, right?
0: No. Go, go Subtitles, that's where we're at. So I have
1: a VHS, okay, Merck? Okay. And I put I appreciate my VHS. In my Sega Dreamcast and I watch How
0: are you gonna put that in your Sega Dreamcast? You don't do that. I don't that. know. I was in
1: your... born in 96. I, was I have, born not, in 96 I have too. no idea how any of that works. Oh my gosh. But I put my my VHS into my Walkman and I watch this movie, right?
0: But well, that's your first problem. It doesn't work <laughs> that way. It just does not work. However,
1: old people's stuff works. But Ouch. so I'm watching.
0: I'm sorry for the yoga I'm watching this. Listening.
1: I'm watching this movie. It comes on, it doesn't have subtitles. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why do you think that is?
0: Because. Because,
1: they, exactly, Merck, I read your you didn't mind. did even let me finish. I read your mind. I got it. Kanye, you, you didn't were didn't going let me finish. to say, ex- <laughs> you were going to say, because that's the way normal people are supposed no, to watch. No, It's it.
0: because the technology wasn't available. The technology, in order for me to oh, read. Sad, you the got, text got a whole
1: going with... on. I like this.
0: <laughs> it's a white stance. <laughs> to read. We have the technology to be able to appreciate so much more than we did before. Yes. Right. In the olden days on VHS, which were beautiful things, by the way, and you don't put them into Sega Dreamcasts or Walkman's, by the way. Um, I'm just
1: kidding. It was a
0: different flavor.
1: You clearly put I'm them taking them on, you literally. You put them on vinyl, right? <sighs> <laughs>
0: hmm.
1: Say you're watching a scary
0: movie. Yeah, oh, that's the best part. I was gonna get to that. Okay, so. If I'm watching a scary movie, I'm someone who. This was my boy! No! Hold on! I brought scary movies up. No, okay, I know. I will let you finish, but. Go so ahead, let's yeah. say I'm watching a scary movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm watching a scary movie, and I I'm kind of scared. I'm watching it by myself because like no one wants to watch scary movies with me. But anyway, I'm watching <laughs> it, and because <laughs> I want the courage to watch it by myself, you know. I don't, the director doesn't want me to pee my pants. They want me yes, to watch the movie. Yes, they do.
1: They want you to cry. They want you to have nightmares. They want you to pee your pants. Every scary movie director wants the worst for the viewer.
0: Then then that's it. That's a bad director. Because that's a why, beautiful no, director. That's would, the
1: point behind scary not, movies. They're that's gonna... the joy that's the love that's the passion
0: okay you know we could solve this I could sit on the toilet watch a scary movie I'd pee alone and it'd be fine okay Perfect. that's great
1: laptop on the toilet is how you watch every scary movie
0: but the thing is there no are no
1: subtitles needed but thank you... you for supporting my point Merc
0: okay I'm let's mm. say I'm still sitting on the toilet I'm watching my show I'm right. scared of can you
1: watching set the this. mood for me <laughs> I'm Merc <laughs> I'm scared <laughs> and what happens
0: <laughs> oh let out a little bit. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm prepped a little bit. You know, I I know like something is coming. They're gonna go to a scene where you think it's gonna be like I'm a jump so scare.
1: Dead. Oh.
0: Okay. We're in this conversation. You need to focus. All Get right, your go, head out of the toilet. Ahead. No one's head is in the toilet but yours right now. Go ahead. Okay. By watching it with subtitles, I feel like the subtitles are my friend because they're helping me out. They're like, hey, this is... It's like they've already seen the movie. So, they're like, this is the part where it's, like, going to get a little scary. So, I'm prepped a little bit.
1: That's horrible.
0: It like, is horrible. So do you think Hashtag anecdote. Oh, my god. Oh, sorry, table. Stop.
1: So, anyways. <laughs> anyways.
0: Okay. Well, you know what? I I guess I'll give that to you because it's like the sacrifice of one helps out many, right? For the greater good. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can understand that point. However... People like moi will watch Netflix with subtitles because that's that's just our cup of tea. It might not be yours, and that's okay. But I've given you some reasons why. You should not hate on these people. People like me. Do you hate me?
1: <clears throat> I don't hate
0: you. Okay, thank you. I'm, I'm glad.
1: All right. I'm a super stubborn person, but... Clearly. <laughs> Bye! Bye! <laughs> I'm a super stubborn person, but I will say you did convince me on it does add to the experience. And I and I do understand that. Thank I you. still will never watch Netflix with subtitles. Never
0: say never. Because I am never a
1: normal human being. But I do understand you people. All right, we can agree to disagree. Yes. Shake on it. Let's
0: shake.
1: Mm. High School Musical. <laughs> <laughs> ma, ma, we out. <laughs> You good, Mark?
0: For the most part, yes. But to be honest, sometimes I get super stressed out about work. Right. And then, you know, it's talking to my family because they're back home still. And then I get a stress pimple. And then that stress pimple stresses me out. <laughs> <sighs> life.
1: Yeah, no, I feel you. Like, it's like you always got to be doing something, right?
0: Yeah. I I remember feeling this way in school and just all the time. And uh, since my life is a soundtrack, if I had to choose a song that describes how I feel, I'd choose that song by Naked Eyes. Mm.
1: Naked who?
0: You know that song from the 80s? There's always something there to remind me.
1: (laughs) We always got through one of this without being freaking weirdos. (laughs) But anyways, (laughs) we've got someone here to remind us (laughs) how to take some time for ourselves.
0: Mm, I feel like everybody needs some of that.
1: So today here with me in Oakland is Marley Grace, everybody. So Marley is a writer and improviser known for her dancing videos on IG. But these aren't your typical dancing videos, are they, Marley?
2: They're not, I suppose. (laughs) They're not your typical dancing videos.
1: What are they like?
2: They are from anywhere from, like, a beautiful ocean at sunset to, like, me dancing to Justin Bieber in my kitchen (laughs) and being very dedicated to that. (laughs) Yes, the bee. I feel like
1: Bieber is really, like, underrated. Like, not enough people to dance to Bieber.
2: Yeah, I feel like Bieber when Bieber came back with Purpose, mm. um, oh, yeah. his hit album, mm-hmm. uh, it was a very good album. You know, it was sort of like he emerged, and w- you know, I think people my age were sort of like, "Okay, Bieber, Bieber's a grown up now, and he's, <laughs> he's all grown up." Yes, he is.
0: <laughs> So your Instagram handle for work is at practice, and there we see you jamming out to, you know, Bieber, Tovlo, Cher, or complete silence. So what's the story behind how all this began?
2: Yeah, it was three, just a little over three years ago that I sort of felt that I wasn't dancing as much as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And people would be like, oh, are you dancing? And I would keep saying, not as much as I want to. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's weird because I... Can dance whenever I want. (laughs) That's like part of being the the human experience is that I have a choice every day. And so I made this Instagram account with the intention to document myself dancing every single day.
1: Also, you have a book called How to Not Always Be Working. Yes. Uh, Sounds pretty self-explanatory, but like for people who who don't know what it's about, could you give us a little rundown on how to not always be working is about?
2: Yes, yes. It's a strong title, not in the way that like it's so good, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a really specific short sentence. And, you know, the point is not how to... Work a bunch before you're 28 and then retire. Like, it's literally about how do we all commit to taking breaks and resting. I think there's a page in the book where I joke that the book could have been one page that just says, turn your phone off, go outside, and don't tell anyone you did it. (laughs) Um, So...
1: That's kind of the age that we live in, though, like you you have to document all of your experiences Mm -hmm. like we weren't on Snapchat for like an hour before this (laughs) showing everybody what we were doing and how cool our lives are. But I mean, it's definitely is like a step back, like with your book to just be like, hey, you know, actually experience something for you for once and not just for everybody else. Mm. I thought that was really deep
0: and that's why we've got you here today to teach us some ways we can be creative with our self-care so this is a segment we like to call goals where we find an expert in a certain area to help us reach our hashtag goals
1: so marley grace is here to give us good vibes Mm. and show us how to take care of ourselves
0: yep yes (laughs) (laughs) yes okay so as i was saying earlier sometimes i feel like i'm overwhelmed by how much i have to do uh i graduated recently and now i live in the big city of new york and it's it's great and it's fine. It's dandy. But, you know, like living over here, you pretty much have to like do the hustle. And on top of that, it's like, okay, I'm in my 20s and I'm figuring out how to have a long distance relationship with my partner and my family. Shout out Samuel. Yeah, shout out to Samuel. (laughs) So like a big part of me knows like it's all going to be fine. But then there's that other voice in my head that's like, you can't do this. I'm going to stress you out. And Mm. it's it's so annoying. So how do you get that a whole voice? How do you suggest getting that out of my head.
2: Mm, I love this. Um I just turned 30 and so it's really also sweet that like hearing you guys talk about being in your 20s I'm like, "Ah, yes, I once <laughs> knew that was like 8 weeks ago, you know, <laughs> but I'm, you know, it's fine." Um, you know, I think I have two voices. One I named Roger and one I named Gloria. Gloria mm. is like very powerful. She is a businesswoman. Yes. <laughs> Roger is an asshole. Can I say that? Yeah, yeah please do. Roger's um, an asshole. <laughs> Roger's an asshole. Um and yeah, Roger is usually like, You're gonna fail, so why even start? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big one. And really I just generally kind of greet. Like I used to be so sad and just be like, Roger's right. Like Roger's right. Like I have failed so many times before, so mm-hmm. I might as well not start but then I just sort of started greeting Roger and I was like hey man like thanks for stopping by but like I'm me and Gloria are going to like kind of take care of this over here. So it's like you know a lot of my way of looking at all of this stuff is just like how to kind of like keep it light and funny. Mm-hmm. And I say that, you know, I mean, the, the, those voices destroy me. I mean, it's really serious. It's mm-hmm. like that's what causes me like depression, anxiety, isolation, you know. But if I can just scoot around some kind of corner of lightness with it, it's a little bit more manageable to make them into characters helps me.
1: Is Roger somebody that you don't like, like, that just no, happened? No, Like, you were like, I hate this dude, Roger.
2: No, no. I really <laughs> don't know where that name came. I it literally just... know zero people named Roger, <laughs> which maybe is good.
1: I don't know <laughs> why. I just pictured Roger, like, busting into the room like Kramer on. Yes. <laughs> like, you're going to fail. Like, yes. oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, okay, so there's this thing called FOMO. We all know what it is. FOMO. But, I mean, if you don't know what FOMO is, it's fear of missing out. <laughs> Uh, we all have felt it at other times on spots like, you know, Snapchat, Twitter and stuff like that, Word. where we see all of our friends being super cool and showing how important we are. And then like when you see your friends like live in that way, that makes you kind of compare yourself to them and it kind of just takes you out of your own zone and you're not really living your life. Um, My question for you is, do you feel like phone addiction is a real thing and what should you do about it?
2: Yeah, I have a few thoughts on that. I mean, one is just that, like, social media isn't real. You know, I can post a million pictures of a sunset, and that does not equal what my mental health is on any given day. Also, with Mm -hmm. personal practice, generally, the videos when I, like, am dancing to, like, pop music in my underwear Mm -hmm. and people are like, oh, my God, you're having so much fun (laughs) is, like, a day that I literally have just cried and not left the house all day. And I'm like, I have to feel better. And so I put that music on. And so it's interesting that, again, it's like Mm -hmm. a lot of times when I'm showing myself feeling extreme joy is me getting out of something that's actually very very dark and yeah I hope that anyone who's listening or even you two or like reminding myself that like being addicted to your phone has like an emotional part you know if you are just like I don't want to miss out on anything but also like it is designed for us to be sick and addicted to it and to never be able to put it down. So good job Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Um, you did you did a great job. And none of us can put our phones down or live our lives anymore.
1: I mean, I know a big thing for me is, like, generations before us, they didn't have, like, phones and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. at least in the capacity that we do. They had owls. Yeah, we're just walking around (laughs) with just, like, full-on computers. Yes. And our life is so complex. Like, I can be upset right now because I posted a story and I know my girlfriend hasn't watched it yet. Oh, yeah. And I'm upset because I'm, like, checking to see if she watched it, which is a weird paradox to even live in. Like, why am I in this crazy world where nothing is really going on in like my actual life to make me feel sad but I'm actually sad about like this other (laughs) entity it's just so weird
2: I mean I feel this like on both relating to both of you like my girlfriend is long distance Mm -hmm. like you know it's the age of the internet Mm -hmm. and for both of us like I find that when we just like don't over communicate or don't check that stuff it's just like everything's better and like flows better and i think it's also so nice nice to just like hear you say that and Mm. hopefully people listening are like (laughs) oh that's what i do and it's weird you know it's like (laughs) i think again like the more that we just talk about what is happening the less power it's gonna have over all of us so was that was that you Who's texting? It was the
0: power of the phones.
2: It's like, I hear you all. <laughs> the, right? like. the phone was literally like, we got to tell him something. That was, that
1: was the perfect <laughs> It's me, Roger. <laughs> but yeah. What are some positive things that you can tell yourself to maybe combat Roger?
2: I mean, again, I think this is why I like, really like pop music, there's sort of like this unapologetic view of success, like I've been l- listening to a lot of Cardi B Cardi. and <laughs> listening to some Chance the Rapper on the way here and hey. just like Dua Lipa, she's oh, my yeah, yeah, new yeah, yeah, yeah fave yeah. too. Um, but just like, it's when I listen to certain artists who are just so like maybe in a different tax bracket than I am, but like <laughs> they're just, they love their lives. They mm. like love being powerful and successful And they love their friends. You know, it's like there's something, again, like unapologetic about that. So sometimes I, I don't know if this is really answering the question. Mm -hmm. Like I listen to a lot of just sad indie folk music also, (laughs) which are probably people who feel more like me. And that's also good. I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes I want to like just put the tunes on. So I think that... That's less of something I say to myself but more of an action that I do to just, like, make me feel more positive and excited. Because, again, the Roger voice is, like, you aren't deserving of success is Roger's favorite thing to tell me. And so I think, again, it's sometimes you just flip the sentence. Like, I am deserving of success Mm -hmm. because, again, like, my hope is I can then redistribute that success Mm -hmm. to people who I believe in and need it more than – Bad people in the world who get successful.
0: All those (laughs) Rogers out there. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Marley, thank you for making us all feel that much more wholesome about ourselves. Yes, you're welcome. So, Marley gave Nige and I a mini dance sesh on how to turn our stress off by turning our groove on. And we eventually dance a battle to break free by our pop prince, Yas, Ariana Grande. But Nige almost picked this other song. Ariana Grande. Let's Get
1: Married by Jagged Edge, the remix.
2: Wow.
0: <laughs>
1: Meet me at the altar, bring your white dress. We ain't okay, getting you no ready? young girl, we might as well do it. All right.
2: Okay. Wow, That's that really nice. That's go, a real that banger. That's a powerful track. <laughs> right, you guys ready? Yes, yes. Hey oh. oh. don't why? <laughs> it's a I lot don't of movement. have to teach Merck
1: There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of movement going on
2: Wow, I mean this is
1: So you might not have heard Merck in the clip since she wasn't with me and Marley in the studio But she's got there's some Murk pop and oh, dance go, moves And you can see go, them Murk. in the video version that our boy go, Pablo go, taped for us On our website at yradultage.com. Oh! Oh wow, oh! There's,
3: a,
0: there's a jump there Thanks, Pablo. So whenever you feel like you need a little stress Pablo's break, filming. just dance it out. We know this our crew did. Dave.
1: Davey, get it, Davy.
2: Okay, baby! Oh. Oh. okay, Davey! Oh. Okay, Davey.
0: So from dancing to dating to dare I say Netflix without subtitles, I say we covered a decent part of life today, right night
1: Yup. And you know what? Hit us up on all our social medias at YRAdultish with the hashtag living my best life. And I mean do whatever that means to you. For me personally, I'd be curled up in my bed eating a burrito watching Netflix, but I mean to each their own.
0: Also, if there is anything you want to hear Nigel and I agree to disagree on, or if there are guests you want to hear on our show, hit us up for that too.
1: And yes, we are asked Beyonce. Mm -hmm. She said she's busy with life-ish. Anyway, we want to thank you all for listening to another episode of Adultish from YR Media, a national network of young journalists and artists creating content for this generation.
0: For more behind-the-scenes look at the show, tap dance with your fingers to our website YRAdultish.com.
1: Oh, and of course, holla at your boy on Twitter, at Nigel T. I guarantee at least one Drake inspired tweet a week.
0: And I'm on Insta at ultra-rad-uber-fad. You'll see a lot of my cats, and yes, they will give you life.
1: This episode was produced by me, Merck, and our super swaggy senior producer, Davy Kim,
0: Who has screenshot proof that Nige has watched Netflix with subtitles. Ah, Whatever. We also want to say thanks to our EP, Rebecca Martin, and outside editor, Jackson Musker, for being the Gloria and Roger on our show's shoulders. I'm not saying who's who, though.
1: And shout out to Ghanady Joe Johnson for allowing me to sneak snacks into the studio. (laughs) As you know, we put a lot of hard work into this episode, so it means so much that you guys are listening all the way to the end. So please subscribe and leave us some dope reviews. And if they ain't five stars, we don't want them.
0: Hey, I mean, last time I checked, I think we have about 25 reviews. So if we can get another 25, I'll go vegan for the rest of the year.
1: Dude, that's cheating. One of your roommates makes hella vegan food.
0: Uh, yeah, and it, it's damn good because <laughs> she's a pro. Speaking of which, on our next episode, Nigel and I will be talking all about pro-ish.
1: Yup, I sit down with my boy, Michael Tubbs, the youngest mayor of one of the biggest cities in the U.S. And Merck and I get advice from comedian Taylor Tomlinson, who tells us how to distract and deflect nosy questions from grandma at the dinner table.
2: You know, how are you doing? Are you happy? Uh, do you need me to get your pills? Is Do you still love Grandpa? Like, just hit them with harder-hitting questions. Remind me to use those during the holidays.
1: Oh, are you gonna fly back to the West Coast, Best Coast soon?
0: <laughs> Boy, no. I'm gonna go to the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. Psh,
1: on that note, we out. Bye! <laughs> At you 22. Aww, thank you
0: guys. You made it. I made it, and I'm gonna celebrate with pasta and sweets and wow,
1: not fried chicken, bro. I told you 2 a.m. fried chicken, or else you failed me.